is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your Friday night SmackDown post show for Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2023. I am JD from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS venue inside my mother's basement. Obviously, where else would I be coming from on this Friday evening? Thank you guys so very much for joining me. On your Friday evenings, wherever you may be. Oh, my goodness. You guys are getting the party started already, man. Holy shit. This guy over here, man. I mean, holy shit. You guys are crazy this month, man. Matt. Matt, the PW fan with a $100 super chat. He says there's enough talent on Raw to do a tournament without involving SmackDown. Saw people online saying it's not a big deal. If a SmackDown guy wins the tournament, they will just move over to Raw. That just negates the whole purpose of the draft. Uh, Matt, uh, thank you for your very logical and intelligent comment. And we will get into that in just a second. Uh, First of all, guys, I got a couple of things I got to say. Number one. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Tonight's show is sponsored by my incredible friends over at DraftKings. We'll get into them in just a little bit, man. We got to do some DraftKings work tonight, and they are sponsoring the show. So thank you to DraftKings. If you guys want to hit up DraftKings, support DraftKings. The more support you show them, fuck it, man. We may become the official uh, brand ambassador for uh, DraftKings. Make sure you guys uh, check out that link that I pinned at the top of the live stream chat. I know you guys were talking about the NBA playoffs earlier, man. Get in on that. There's a great deal, a great promotion going on right now via Off the Script and DraftKings. Go check that out. And Matt, uh, these geeks, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them at all. Uh, Also, guys, uh, I am operating with a new microphone. Uh, If I sound uh, different to you, maybe maybe you don't even notice. I don't know. I notice. I notice. If you guys uh, get a sense that... It sounds different. Uh, it's because of the microphone. I got this uh, RE20, uh, Electro Voice RE20. I was using the Shure SM7B, which I'm going to I'm gonna rotate, man. I got a nice little team of microphones here, man. So uh, this is my go-to, man. This is my all-star right here. But we're using the uh, RE20 tonight. Let me know if you guys uh, hear any difference or if it's better, if it's worse, if not, whatever the case may be. Uh, if it sounds a little bit different, I'm using a new microphone. Um... Let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. Uh, I was at the gym today, uh, and clearly all this news breaks when I have something to do. (sighs) You know, Matt Matt put it best in his super chat. Again, Matt, thank you for the hundred. A lot of people are saying it's not a big deal. Listen, man, you are 
you are entitled to your opinion. Okay? Now, if I came on here and said that, number one, you guys would not expect me to say that. You guys would expect logic, and you guys would expect me to always ask the question of why. Well, why didn't they do that? Why, why did we hear something? Why did we get that? Why did we go through what we went through last week to get the decision that was made today? You guys would never. Half of you wouldn't even be here. Half of you would not even be here if I came here and said, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. The winner's going to be moved over to Monday Night Raw anyway. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal to me because I watch the show and I don't like my intelligence insulted. Maybe you like your intelligence insulted, but this decision is basically Vince McMahon calling you a fucking idiot. And I don't mean to be harsh, but that's exactly how it comes off. Today, Triple H at the Backlash press conference, he announced that the world title tournament is going to start on Monday following Backlash. So that's this coming Monday on Raw. Now, first of all, they labeled it a tournament. It's not a tournament. It's just two random triple threat matches with uh, opponents going into the later part of the show to wrestle. So so basically, there's going to be two triple threat matches on Raw and two triple threat matches on SmackDown. Six total competitors on each show vying for a spot in the finals, which will take place in the main event of both of those shows, respectively. The winner of these triple threat matches will wrestle at the end of the show on Monday and on Friday, and the winners of those matches go to Saudi Arabia to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. So first of all, it's not a tournament. You know, they could label it a tournament, but it's not a traditional tournament. WWE had the time to do a a traditional tournament, but we all know why WWE doesn't do traditional tournaments anymore. Vince McMahon doesn't like them. We're, We're lucky that we're even getting this labeled as a tournament. The draft. WWE gave us five hours of television. Five hours of a WWE draft with after hours where they drafted free agents and they drafted NXT and we had the lowdown on SmackDown and Raw Talk and all this other shit, supplemental draft happening after these shows. Five hours, five and a half hours, six hours of a WWE draft. WWE does a draft every year to separate the rosters. They want brand exclusive, brand exclusivity to Raw and SmackDown. This is the purpose, this is the reason for the WWE draft. Each brand has its own set of championships. Each brand has its own set of superstars. And the draft is supposed to keep those stars on their respective shows. Raw stars stay on Raw. SmackDown stars stay on SmackDown. The only time that there is crossover is at the Royal Rumble, at WrestleMania, King of the Ring, if they do that, Survivor Series, Money in the Bank, and that is it. 
That is it. Four or five times a year, give or take, and we will get crossover with Raw and SmackDown. Rage, I see your $100 super chat. I am going to get to you in a second. Thank you very much for your love and your generosity. Five times a year, crossover happens. WWE wants you to think that there is brand exclusivity, a draft that separates Raw from SmackDown and SmackDown from Raw. We were told by Triple H himself, I'm not putting words in his mouth. I'm not coming up with my own narrative here. I'm not lying to you. I'm not bullshitting you. Triple H said, the day that we got the Raw world title unveiled, the World Heavyweight Championship unveiled, that it was exclusive to Monday Night Raw. So everybody was like, okay, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. He's keeping those belts on SmackDown. Those are the belts that will be defended on SmackDown. This is a way for WWE to keep Roman on SmackDown in his own world instead of pretending that he's the WWE champion and the Universal champion, calling it the undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship, and then him maybe wrestling somebody from Raw and then him never showing up. He stays on his show. He's got his own world championships over there. This was going to be Raw's world title because WWE put the belts on Roman and didn't have a plan to take them off of him. The title was supposed to be exclusive That means only Raw wrestles for the title. Only Monday Night Raw deals in business with the World Heavyweight Championship. Today we get Triple H announcing that SmackDown superstars will be vying for the title. What WWE did today was basically render your time and render your intelligence useless. That's exactly what they did. They wasted six hours plus of your time watching the WWE draft today because they want to get cute and put SmackDown stars in a Raw title tournament. And I use that word loosely, tournament. It's not a tournament. It's just random triple threat matches with the winners of each getting a match to go on to Night of Champions. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. No matter how you cut it, it's ridiculous. SmackDown should not be competing for the world championship. It's not my fucking problem that Roman Reigns is holding two world championships. That's your world champion. Those are your world championships. Raw has enough stars to fill an entire tournament. Why do we need WWE to dip into the SmackDown pool to go grab superstars and take opportunity away from Raw superstars. Instead of having a tournament of eight on Raw, now we have six men competing in random triple threat matches and you're omitting two talents on Raw who you think are not fully capable and deserving of wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's exclusive to Monday Night Raw. You don't have eight eight guys over there to compete for that World Championship? Because I know you do. I wish I had the roster in front of me. I'd come up with eight right now. Then people are online. Oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's a show 
Night of Champions that will be featuring both brands on the show. It's not a brand-exclusive pay-per-view. It's not a SmackDown-only pay-per-view or a Raw-only pay-per-view. WWE just gave us six hours of a draft to separate both shows and the first fucking time you want the draft to go into effect on Monday, you want to include SmackDown stars? Now, granted, SmackDown stars are wrestling on their show and Raw stars are wrestling on their show and there will be no crossover on these shows. You're not going to be seeing SmackDown stars wrestling on Raw and Raw stars wrestling on SmackDown. But the simple fact that a SmackDown star is competing for the Raw title that we were told is exclusive to Monday night, that insults my intelligence. Because we were all under the impression that WWE was making this title for Raw and its brand and its stars only. I said it weeks ago. Not even weeks ago. This was what? Uh, what was it? What was that? Two weeks ago when we got it unveiled? I said it that uh, that that week on Twitter. You know, you want to you want to label me a fucking tinfoil geek? You know, with the conspiracy theories? The World Championship is nothing more than a consolation prize. That's the, that's exactly what it is. It's a consolation prize to Raw. It's a second place prize to Triple H. And it's a consolation prize, second place trophy to whomever wins it. Vince McMahon wants Reigns to break records. I doubt he loses the championship at all this year. I am starting to believe he will remain champion for the rest of the year. I don't think Cody's beating him. He should. At SummerSlam. The latest rumor is that it's going to WrestleMania. I don't want it to have it be at WrestleMania. Who the fuck wants to wait that long? Did you see the reaction he got tonight? They already missed the boat, according to many. Then you're going to miss the boat at SummerSlam? How many people are going to fucking care if you continue this till next year's WrestleMania? For what? For Cody to win money in the bank? For Cody to win the Royal Rumble for a second year? Give me a fucking break. I don't want to see Cody win the Royal Rumble again. For what? Came out at number 30 this year, predictable. What do you think is going to happen next year? Is going to come out at number one, predictable. This is ridiculous. Your intelligence has been insulted. I don't understand why people are just being lax with the creative in WWE. Sometimes you want me to fucking shit on them. The times I do shit on them, you're calling me fucking, oh, oh, JD's a Vince hater. He can't get Vince out of his head. If I like it, I'm a Triple H shill. Which is it? Which is it? Do I think this is a Triple H move? No, I don't. I don't. I said it two weeks ago. The world title is Vince McMahon's pity party for Triple H. The world title was only unveiled on Monday Night Raw because Vince is not going to allow Roman Reigns to lose at this current time. And Triple H is making the case, well, Pop, listen, we need a world champion on Monday night. We can't go another year without a world champion on Monday Night Raw. We need something. Oh, I don't like that, pal. Roman can't lose, pal. So not only is it a consolation prize in theory to whomever wins it, it's a consolation prize to Triple H because Triple H can't get his way creatively 100% with Vince McMahon's fucking shadow looming over creative. 
It's exactly what it is. Vince McMahon is the one pulling the strings here. He's the one that wants SmackDown involved. He's the one who wants both brands to go against the rules of the draft and be competing for something that we were told is exclusive. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. There should be no reason at all SmackDown is competing for anything but Roman's titles. They should not be competing for the World Heavyweight Championship. It defeats the purpose of the fucking draft. I don't want my time wasted when I watch this shit. I want to watch. I want to dissect. I want to come on here and talk about it. And then I want to fucking go home. That's all I want to do. Meanwhile, we wasted six hours of our life watching a Friday night draft and a Monday night draft. And WWE's already breaking their fucking rules. If you are going to do a draft, then you go and do the draft and you fucking adhere to a full brand split. Not a 75% split, not a 50% split, not a 99% split, 100% draft brand split. You wasted all of our times. If you want to do a draft and make these brands separate, then you take every fucking avenue to make it split 100%. Because when you start breaking those rules, Vince is going to believe, hey, I broke this rule. Nobody's going to fucking question it. Let me break this rule. Let me break that rule. Let me break all the rules. And then before you know it, three months after the fucking draft, we got people defecting from show to show, showing up on the other show. That's exactly what we did for months and nobody questioned it. You do the draft. If you want to do the draft, you go in head first. You dive in deep head first. And if you don't want to do the draft, end the fucking brand split. If you want SmackDown to wrestle for the Raw World Heavyweight Championship, then end the fucking brand split. It's not that difficult. It's not. You can't sit there and tell me it's not a big deal. You can't sit there and tell me, well, the winner's going to be traded or drafted or transferred to Monday Night Raw. How ridiculous does that sound to you? Does that not sound ridiculous to you? Now, they don't have a general manager over there. Adam Pierce is the de facto general manager for both shows. He's the on-air personality for both shows. But... I want to put this in your head. I want you guys to think about this logically. If you are leading SmackDown and there was a GM, I'm sure one of these guys is going to be a big name guy. He's going to be a top guy. You're not going to put some rinky dink fucking nobody bum in this tournament to wrestle for the World's Heavyweight Championship. So I'm assuming one of these six guys is going to be a major name. Why would you want someone on your roster that you just drafted to wrestle in this tournament, to win the tournament, to win the fucking world championship, and then get transferred to the other brand when you just drafted him to your show for reasons that he makes your show better. So SmackDown, theoretically, is going to put someone in this tournament that they just drafted to win a title on the other show, and then you're going to be okay with them going to Raw when he wins the championship, if he wins the championship. Or, 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 am I, or am I just taking it a little bit too far, man? Now, it's not real, right? It's scripted. But think about it logically. They just conducted a draft. 
They just conducted a draft. You just drafted somebody to your show to put them in a tournament to draft them to the other show? I mean, I don't understand this shit. I mean, how fucking stupid can you be? No, it's not a big deal. No, he's just going to move over to the other show. Raw drafted 20% more than SmackDown in the draft. Do they need somebody else? Or better yet, or better yet, everything this company does never comes with an explanation. Never. On a rare occasion do you get an explanation. Triple H didn't say why SmackDown's included. Triple H didn't say what would happen if a SmackDown star wins the tournament. If Triple H came out and explained this in full, I would not be sitting here questioning the decision for this tournament to be taking place with SmackDown included. Is there going to be a trade if SmackDown wins the world championship? Is there going to be a trade of talent because the SmackDown star is going to go over to Monday Night Raw? Is he just going to show up there? Is he going to get traded for somebody else on Raw so that SmackDown recoups that talent lost? Why is SmackDown included when they have their own world champion who's carrying two belts? If Triple H explained this to me, then it wouldn't be a fucking problem. But WWE acts like we're all stupid and no one is going to ask these questions. You're going to bend over backwards, smile and look back and take it right up the fucking asshole. That's exactly what they think of their fan base. But I'm not that fan base. I watch this show because I want to enjoy it. I want to say, hey, that makes sense. I want to sit there and not have my intelligence insulted. You ain't getting shit over on me, man. What do you think? I come on this show fucking mentally out of it. Oh, I'm a WWE guy. Whatever they do is great. What do you think I'm not going to ask questions? You fucking break with this shit. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're barking up the wrong tree when it comes to me and that type of shit, man. Fuck out of here. I mean, holy shit. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal to me because this is the same fucking complaint that we've had since they reintroduced the draft in 2016. And you don't want me to make it a big fucking deal. How many times have they broken their own rules? How many times have they said, yeah, we're going to do a brand split and they break their rules? 
brand-to-brand invitational, people showing up on the other show with no explanation whatsoever. I'm supposed to sit there, bend over backwards, and smile. Yes, Vince, whatever you want, sir. Fuck off. Really. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So for all the people that say it's not a big deal, I doubt, and I really, really, really mean this, I doubt 100% you could sit there and refute anything I said because you'll either sit there and say something ridiculously outlandish, always a hater, always negative, oh, he hates the show, but you can't tell me why looking me in the face that I'm wrong in anything that I said. You can't. You can't. This is a show written by adults for whatever fucking reason, and they make you out to be children. I'm not a child. I don't give a fuck who you're writing for. This is the World Heavyweight Championship. Treat it like such and treat it as a big deal, not like a fucking joke. The reason why nothing makes sense, the reason why there's no explanations for anything lately, that everything, everything is a fucking stupid, stupid decision. It's in the title of the video, it's in the title of the stream, and it's in the fucking thumbnail. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Everything has gotten stupid. More and more and more weekly. Ever since WrestleMania ended, you're seeing logic gap after logic gap after logic gap, and nobody questions anything. Why do you think that is? I watched Triple H lead NXT to be the greatest fucking thing in pro wrestling in the entire world for the time he was leading black and gold. No, I could count on one hand where I probably said, well, that doesn't kind of make sense. Triple H is not somebody that digs himself fucking logic holes. Vince McMahon does. We got no explanation for half of the shit showing up tomorrow night. We got no explanation for Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. It's the biggest fucking match on that show tomorrow night. Now, one fucking explanation. Now, one explanation for Omos and Seth Rollins happening. Nothing. Nothing. You see all this shit happening with no explanation. Who the fuck do you think is in charge? You think Paul Levesque is making these decisions with no explanation? This guy was the king of long-term booking during Black and Gold's era. The king! Vince McMahon is back. He took over. Shadow's looming over. No fucking shit. It's Vince McMahon's fault. Oh, you'll get people telling me, how do you know? You don't know shit. Motherfucker, I've been doing this shit for way too long. You mean to tell me that someone like me doesn't know a Triple H book show from a Vince McMahon book show, a Triple H decision from a Vince McMahon decision? Nothing makes sense. No explanation for anything. And you want you want me to sit there and tell me, yeah, well, why don't you blame Paul Levesque? No, I'm not going to blame Paul Levesque. Not calling Paul Levesque a prophet, a 100% creative genius. He hasn't done everything right either. The women's division is fucking garbage. But why do you think that is? After WrestleMania, all these decisions after WrestleMania don't add up. It's because Vince McMahon is there. Vince McMahon is in charge. They want to they wanna trot out Triple H. He's the WWE Hall of Famer. You don't hear COO, CEO, fucking CCO. You don't hear nothing. Chief Content Officer. His official title is a Hall of Famer. No shit. 
If you're watching the show, you know he's a Hall of Famer. He is now the man. So why don't you announce him as the man, the chief content officer, the CCO? They will not do that because if they do, then everybody's going to think Triple H is in charge. They don't want to give Triple H the power with the fan base. They don't. They want to make him look weak. They don't announce him as a CCO because Vince McMahon's pulling the fucking strings. Vince McMahon, whether he's there or not, is booking the fucking show. 50-50 split. Every decision is a 50-50 split. This world title that's exclusive to Monday Night Raw is a pity party for Triple H. This fucking tournament is a pity party, a 50-50 split for Triple H. You want a tournament? You want an exclusive on Raw? I don't. We need SmackDown in that tournament. We can't have Raw only. What? Everything is just stupid. Everything. Nothing made sense coming out of WrestleMania. Nothing makes sense coming out of WrestleMania. This whole show tomorrow doesn't make sense. You're all fucking blinded. Oh, it's in Puerto Rico. Oh, the first show in 17 years. I don't give a fuck where it is. They could do this show on the fucking moon. I don't give a fuck. It's got to make sense. That's your rant on the world title. You don't like it? Kiss my ass. I make it a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Because since 2016, they've been doing everything but keeping the draft fucking meaningful. Stop wasting my time. Thank you guys for joining me for this SmackDown review tonight on Off the Script. I really appreciate you guys sticking with me tonight. We're going to get into the show. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that bell for notifications. Would really appreciate you do that. If you're new around here, please hit that subscribe button. Thumbs up. I would appreciate it. We got 565 likes with 2,500 live. There should be no less than 1,000. Minimum. Minimum. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Memberships are open. As always, we're accepting new applicants into the VIP club right here on OTS tonight. Sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. Make sure you guys hit up DraftKings this NBA playoff season. You guys got a special deal coming your way. And I want you to take advantage of it. Make sure you check out DraftKings. And before we get into the SmackDown post, I want to give you guys a special message tonight from my sponsor of tonight's SmackDown post show, DraftKings. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast is brought to you by my great friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The playoffs are in full swing and teams are fighting to get into the next round as they pursue basketball glory. Today's video sponsor, DraftKings, is bringing the high-stakes action to all new customers. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new customers $150 in bonus bets if their pregame money line wager of $5 is I know you guys heard me correct, man. New customers bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline wager, and new customers will receive $150 in bonus bets 
if their bets hit. Now, you're probably wondering, what could you spend that $150 in bets on? You could try DraftKings Same Game Parlays, where you can combine multiple bets from the same game into one big bet for a shot at even a bigger payout. If mobile sports betting is not available in your state, don't worry, because you guys can still get in on the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, where they offer cash prize contests for nearly every sport. Once again, guys, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And new customers use promo code JD from NY. Bet $5 on any pregame money line wager and get $150 in bonus bets if your bet hits. That's promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you guys for checking out DraftKings, the official sponsor this summer of Off The Scripts. Also, guys, make sure you go check out all the other videos on the channel. There are plenty of videos, plenty of content for you guys to catch up on. Uh, There will be no flagship podcast this weekend because of uh, WWE Backlash. I'll be giving you guys the short-form videos all weekend long as the news breaks. Up to date with the news, so look forward to that. We'll hit the flagship podcast the following week right here on OTS. And I may be debuting a new show on Tuesday nights with my guy, Andrew Badala, uh, a.k.a. Ticket Drew. We we we, uh, we did something on, uh, on Thursday, yesterday. And if you guys saw that video, it was a little bit more than an hour. We were rapid-fire topics, giving you guys our opinions on some of the biggest things going into Backlash. Uh, him and I may actually have a new flagship show on Tuesday nights after NXT, so uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, I may or may not be getting a new logo done for that and a brand new name for the show, and hopefully you guys uh, stick around for that. should be really, really fun on your Tuesday nights. Let's get into SmackDown, man. We got SmackDown opening up with the LWO. They make their way to the ring And we saw a split screen of the Backlash press conference earlier in the day with Rhea Ripley and Dominic on one side and Zelina Vega with Rey Mysterio on the other. They went to uh, Michael Cole and Wade Barrett at ringside. And obviously, everybody was talking about the special atmosphere in Puerto Rico tonight. Puerto Rico was absolutely on fire tonight in San Juan. 17,000 people in that building tonight. For the first WWE shows in 17 years on the island. It was a magical night. I seen some of my colleagues in the community that were there to do uh, media and whatnot, tweeting about it. Uh, Issa was in there uh, live tonight. uh, Our uh, resident demon diva. We love Issa. And uh, she was emotional tonight. It was just a special night for the people there. And, And they reacted accordingly, man. They brought the fucking fire tonight. They did. It was a great atmosphere, and it came across incredible on TV. So, we got the LWO out there. Rey Mysterio speaking in Spanish. Everybody's cheering. I don't know a goddamn thing that he's saying. Legado del Fantasma and Vega were out there with him. He mentioned Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. And all of a sudden, the Judgment Day, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley interrupted. No, Damian Priest. Now, I mentioned on the extra that we did yesterday that Judgment Day may be adding a new member. Judgment Day may be adding a new member to the group. 
And you guys know my take on this. I've been saying it for a few weeks now. Uh, I know we're probably one of the first people to call this. And I mentioned this all the way back during WrestleMania weekend when we were talking about this potentially being a War Games situation at the end of the year with the LWO and Judgment Day. There is nobody better than J.D. McDonough. The fake J.D., by the way. I'm the real J.D. McDonough is the fake J.D. But J.D. McDonough, all joking aside, is absolutely picture perfect for Judgment Day. He's one of Balor's students, trained by Balor. His gimmick fits Judgment Day. And I love how Dominic has grown in the Judgment Day, gotten over with the Judgment Day. I feel like J.D. McDonough could do the same thing in Judgment Day and really feed off that energy and really become a staple on Monday night. Judgment Day is the second biggest faction in the entire company outside the bloodline. So I'm very much looking forward to that potentially happening for Mr. McDonough. So Dominic ripped up an LWO shirt at ringside and Michael Cole despises Dominic. I love his hatred for Dominic. He needs to learn some manners, says Michael Cole. So Dominic was really, really, really booed loudly. And I love when Dominic is booed, man. It is becoming one of the best parts of WWE TV. When he picks the microphone up to his mouth, people just boo the shit out of him. And he can't speak. None of them can speak. He's got to speak over the crowd. It's great. I don't know where all this came from, but it is amazing to see. He said, Ray is the same deadbeat dad he'll always be. Ray cut him off and says he's flapping his jaw a little bit too much. The crowd ate up Ray's Spanish. I guess he was uh, throwing some jokes at Dominic in Spanish. Ray challenged Dominic to a WrestleMania rematch. We're eventually going to get that, but not tonight. Ripley was standing in between Ray and Dominic, staring at Ray Mysterio. Ripley said she had a better idea. How about you fight me instead? So Dom is behind Rhea Ripley, and he's resting his chin on Rhea Ripley's left shoulder. And all of a sudden, Zelina Vega walks in between Ray and Rhea Ripley. So we got a, a mixed tag team match now. Ray agreed to this mixed tag team match. Ray and Zelina versus Rhea Ripley and Dominic. Rhea Ripley absolutely said, you're on. So that was the main events signed for tonight in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, after this, we got Dominic charging at Ray, slapping him in the face as Ray let his guard down after the announcement was made and he jetted out of the ring. He ran like a fucking coward, Dominic, slapping his father and then running out of the ring, laughing about it as the Judgment Day walk up the aisleway away from the LWO. This was great. Set the tone for the main event. The crowd loved every bit of it. Crowd was on fire. Crowd's going to make Backlash incredibly special. They made SmackDown really special tonight on what was a very mid-show but I tell you guys all the time, man, a crowd's reaction is a make or break. They could take a fucking, a six out of 10 show and make it an eight out of 10 show. And that's exactly what they did tonight. So some of you guys, you know, if you're watching on YouTube here tonight or you're listening to me on Spotify, either tonight, later tonight, tomorrow morning, somewhere during your weekend, you know, you don't get the full gist of the live streams. A lot of you guys wanted me to play a signature song that I play called Red Skies by Dr. Disrespect. 
And it usually signals that I did not like a show. You guys have caught on to that. I love that. It's a staple song, uh, staple song on the show. And I didn't play it tonight, and you guys expected me to play it. I, I could not play it tonight because the crowd was that good. And no, I'm not blinded by the crowd. I know the show was not all that great of a go-home show, but a 5 or 6 out of 10 show is easily a 7 or an 8 out of 10 because of how great the crowd was. You know, it's not international waters, Puerto Rico, but I'm going to label it as such because they haven't been there for 17 years in theory. Crowds like this that have not been subjected to WWE television for 17 years, they're going to bring every fucking ounce of fire that they got. And Backlash is going to be a mid-show with a great crowd, and it's going to end up being a very good show just because of their crowd reaction. Just the way it is. Crowds are make or break for shows like this. This show was a testament to that. So we got the main event tonight, mixed tag team match at the end of SmackDown. The Viking Raiders. Eric and Ivar with Valhalla against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. AJ Styles is on commentary. Meachin is out there as well with the OC. Eight minutes. Crowd was into this. If this was Monday Night Raw, this would have been a bore. But this crowd was lively, and they made everything enjoyable. That's the difference between a good crowd and a bad crowd. Take this fucking match and put it on Raw in in front of a, a dead crowd. You don't give a fuck about this. They don't give a shit about this. Tonight, Puerto Rico loved even the goddamn Viking Raiders. Eight minutes. Fun. Hot crowd. Couldn't shit on it. Tag team action in WWE. Two comparable tag teams. Two very established tag teams. It's exactly what I want to see. So AJ's on commentary. Viking Raiders had early control in this thing with the OC. Anderson started to fight back. He took Eric down with a drop kick. And he goes down to one knee. Gallows and Ivar tagged in. So he got the two big guys tagging in. The OC then introduces something called Brother Me Softly. Styles says this is a new move called Brother Me Softly, which was basically an assisted kick to the head. That's all it was. So Meachin and Valhalla on the outside, they get face-to-face and they confronted each other. So you knew that they were going to come into play here. Viking Raiders had control. Gallows received a hot tag and the crowd got excited when he got in there. Gallows cleaned house. He landed a modified powerbomb on Ivar for a near fall. Eric tagged in, slammed Gallows, and Ivar came off the top rope for another near fall. Anderson broke that up outside. Like I said, Meachin laid out Valhalla, who was looking to get involved here. Knocked her out inside the ring, causing a distraction. The OC hit the magic killer on big man Ivar for the one, two, three, and the OC win. A nice little tag team match here to open SmackDown in Puerto Rico. Brother me softly. Don't know where they came up with it, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I'd love to have a beer with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, man. They seem like a good time. AJ Styles, too. I can only hope that AJ Styles is built up on SmackDown legitimately like it's the house he built. If they don't revisit Styles and Reigns at some point, I would be disappointed. Now, we know Styles is not going to win, but Roman Reigns needs opponents. And if you're going to keep the title on him for 
much longer than anybody really cares to see, Styles should be one of his opponents on SmackDown. No doubt about it. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. SmackDown is now her home. Bianca Belair talked about the blue brand holding a very special place in her little heart because she won the SmackDown title here. Yes, I wonder who you won that title against, Bianca. Do you care to mention her name or is that name forbidden on WWE television? Oh, that's right. We can't mention her name because she went and did her own thing, man. She's now excommunicated in a race from WWE history. She said she faced the best of the best since winning her title, and she's proved whatever she goes through, wherever she is, whatever brand she's on, she'll show up and show out. She talked about EO tomorrow night, that match with EO tomorrow night at Backlash. She said after Backlash, she'll have set a record as the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. It's great. It might be the most boring title reign of the modern era as well. I don't remember really anything from Bianca's reign outside of a match here or a match there. I mean, Becky's matches were decent. I might not be giving her as much credit. Man, she's had some decent matches. The matches with Becky were great. The match with Oscar was really good. The matches with Bailey were not bad. The match with Sasha was fantastic. Bianca is very good. I'm a huge Bianca Belair mark. I think she's fantastic. I just think that you know, WWE making her into this unbeatable champion as a babyface, it's kind of grown stale on me. I'm not the only one that feels that way either. It's kind of grown stale. It's kind of run its course. So she held up her belt and out comes damage control and Bailey got some really, really nice heat. Bailey got some nice heat in Puerto Rico. Bailey, EO, and Dakota Kai walked out. Bailey said Belair is the same old conceited Bianca bragging about herself. She said her focus should be on EO, who is going to put an end to this history party that you're all very excited about. Bailey said she and Kai want to become women's tag team champions. She took a dig at Michael Cole, and then all of damage control surrounded Bianca Belair. Belair fought back, got into an argument with Sky. She kind of let her guard down a little bit with EO, thinking that EO was not going to really attack her in this moment, but EO said fuck that and did. Bailey and Dakota attacked Belair from behind. Then they all triple teamed Belair. Uh, EO did a drop kick to Bianca on the ropes, off the off the ropes, a springboard drop kick. And then out come Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez dropping my fucking pen here. Um, Yes, the tag team champions came out to even the odds. They cleared the ring and that was basically it. It's the way the segment came to a close. Now, I said this on social media tonight after this segment was over. Bianca Belair can sit there and hype up her title reign and She's holding the Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown. Now, I don't know how we're going to go about this. 
because Rhea Ripley is with Judgment Day on Raw holding the SmackDown title, and Bianca Belair is holding the Raw title on SmackDown. I have a feeling with you-know-who in charge that they are merely going to do a swap of the titles. Now, you heard Bianca say that she's the longest-reigning women's champion in company history. She didn't mention Raw. She's holding the Raw Women's Championship, and she refused to say Raw Women's Champion. Maybe it's Women's Champion in general of the modern era. But you should mention Raw Women's Champion. Now, I don't know if that is a little Easter egg or a little something there. But she refused and did not mention Raw Women's Champion. I hope to God they don't swap titles. I don't. I I don't want to see it. I think it's fucking lame. I think it defeats the purpose. And it really makes WWE look fucking stupid. I mean, you know, you talk about the fucking World Heavyweight Championship with SmackDown superstars competing for an exclusive Raw Championship. This is even worse. You draft a fucking champion from one brand to the other with them taking the championship over to the other brand You got someone holding a red title on the blue brand and the blue title on a red brand, and you merely want to swap championships like they're trading Pokemon cards. No. No, that doesn't work with me. That doesn't fly with me. Because what WWE is basically telling you is that everything Bianca Belair has done is a waste of time. Because all they're going to do is hand off Bianca's reign as the Raw Women's Champion, which most of this historic reign came from being the Raw Women's Champion. You want Bianca Belair to accumulate this reign to merely then hand it off to Rhea Ripley and trade titles because they got drafted to the opposite brand? Nah, man, I'm going to have to ask you guys to do a little bit better than that. I'm going to ask you guys to be creative for once in your fucking creative writing careers. We're not trading baseball cards. We're not trading recipes. We're not trading fucking whatever. Video games. We're not making a sale on eBay. I mean, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. WWE needs to do better. So what I propose is one of two things. What I propose is one of two things. Number one, number one, which I don't think this is going to happen, but I would much rather see this happen than fucking swapping the titles. EO beats Bianca. This does a couple of things. Number one, if EO beats Bianca, her beating Bianca's reign is a huge feather in the cap of EO Shirai or EO Sky. Huge feather in the cap. EO will be credited as ending Bianca Belair's historic title reign. She's now the Raw Women's Champion. By the way, Damage Control are are also SmackDown superstars. So all of these women are SmackDown superstars. With EO winning the Raw Women's Championship, not only will it be a feather in the cap of, uh, of EO, at that point, you can then trade her or transfer her to Monday Night Raw because Raw is going to need their championship back, I believe. Transfer her to Raw, trade her to Raw, and that will also not only get the title back on Monday night, but kind of facilitate the breakup of damage control. Damage control will be without one. 
Maybe EO says, fuck off. Maybe EO says, I don't want to be a part of this shit anymore. Bianca was right. I did this, and you guys try to take it away from me. I did this myself. I'm drafting myself to Monday Night Raw, or I'm getting traded or transferred to Monday Night Raw. Whatever. Goodbye. Damage control is down one woman, and Bailey is only there with Dakota Kai. Fine. Who do we trade her for? I, again, I, I don't see this as a likely possibility, but if EO beats Bianca, maybe we should do a straight-up trade with Raw for Rhea Ripley. EO wins the title, gets traded to Raw for Rhea Ripley. Rhea comes back over to SmackDown with the title, and we got our champions back on the appropriate shows. Now, I said this in the video yesterday. What do you do with Rhea Ripley on SmackDown? Do you remove her from Judgment Day? That's the problem. Does Rhea Ripley need the Judgment Day? Does Rhea Ripley need to leave the Judgment Day, per se, 100%? No, she can still operate as a Judgment Day member on SmackDown. She is the SmackDown Women's Champion. So it's not like she's being kicked from the group or leaving the group. It's not like she won't be reconnected in some way with them. But with the rumor of Judgment Day adding another member, it may be adding another member, not for the sake of just adding somebody who makes complete sense, but adding a member to fill the void of Rhea Ripley moving over to SmackDown. Now, again, I don't see that happening, but it is a possibility that that is the case because WWE did tell us that there will be transfers of talent along the way moving on into the year. I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe, if that doesn't happen, this is the other thing that I would much rather prefer happen than fucking swapping titles like baseball cards. Maybe Bianca beats EO. Maybe Bianca retains the Raw Women's Championship. Maybe Rhea Ripley stays on Monday Night Raw with Judgment Day. And maybe WWE for the fucking... How long have I been, have I been saying this, man? What is it? Seven years now I've been saying this. I've been saying the same thing about the men's tag team titles. I've been saying the same thing about the women's championships. There are not enough women in this division to really warrant holding two championship titles. There isn't. Go look at Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw has drafted at least 40% more women than SmackDown has drafted in the draft this year. SmackDown's women's division is still fucking awful. Nothing has changed. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Nothing has changed. WWE looks like they put more focus on the women's tag team titles than they did building a singles division for Bianca Belair over on SmackDown. Maybe. And again, this is probably my number one to have happen. This is what I would do. Maybe we just keep them where they are right now, and maybe somewhere down the line we get a unification match, and maybe WWE merges the fucking titles and merges the divisions. Because how long have I been saying that is going to be the one thing that fixes the problem of the women's division. They don't have enough women to subset two shows with two separate championships. If they have one championship that floats back and forth between brands and you call it the World Women's Championship or the WWE Women's Championship, then we're in business, then we're talking. And a unification match between Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair is kind of a big fucking deal. That's a match that everybody is very much looking forward to. So why not? Why not? Maybe we get it happening at Night of Champions. 
Maybe that's the goal. Maybe that's the plan. I don't know. So if WWE merges the divisions and merges the titles like they should, because I've been saying this shit since 2017, 2016, since that draft, if they merge the divisions and merge the titles, maybe, maybe WWE could add a mid-card title to the women's division. Because the division has won, it's a lot greater than the division split between Raw and SmackDown. A women's world title, a women's intercontinental championship, and women's tag team championship. WWE wants this equality for the women. There you go. I would much rather have an intercontinental championship than two world championships and tag team titles that mean nothing. I would love that. That would make the division seem a little bit more viable. That would add competition to an overall division and make it better. I'm just saying. But no matter what I said here, I'm giving you guys fucking free creative. I'm legitimately giving you guys free creative. I mean, I could sit in the fucking creative move and pitch this shit and make it make sense. I mean, I'm doing your work for free for you because I fucking care about the fucking show. And meanwhile, none of this is going to happen. And Vince is going to order swapping the titles like fucking Pokemon card. Yeah, I'll trade you Bulbasaur for your Charizard. Fuck out of here, man. Where is the creativity? They got all these moving pieces. They got this one big puzzle and they want to fucking take the cheap way out all the time. Ridiculous. Very much looking forward to the match on Saturday night, though. I think Eo and Bianca are going to kill it. Karrion Cross. He's wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura tonight, but he did cut a promo backstage. How much is your honor really worth to you? TikTok. I love these backstage vignettes with Cross, man. Really good stuff. Nice vibe. Nice feel. Street Profits. Street Profits went up against Imperium. By the way, Mike Rome is the ring announcer on Friday nights. And this was the last Imperium match on SmackDown. They are moving to Monday Night Raw. Samantha Irving is the new ring announcer on Monday Night Raw. So if you guys enjoy her Imperium ring announcing... You'll be seeing it on Monday. So this is Kaiser and Vinci. Gunther was not there as he is on his honeymoon in Italy. He got married over the weekend, or this week, I should say, and he is not there. So he is recuperating and enjoying life. That's why he wasn't out there. They went up against the Street Profits, and this was three minutes. Three minutes Kaiser and Vinci are one of the best pound-for-pound tag team in the entire company, and they lost in three fucking minutes. Now, I understand this match on paper is fucking great. These are two great teams, but the simple fact that this went three minutes and it was an absolute throwaway match, that's pathetic. That is pathetic for Imperium. That is pathetic for the Street Profits. And I can't fucking stand Imperium losing these goddamn matches. It's almost like they lose every single week. They are nothing but jobbers. They are glorified jobbers. Two-thirds of Imperium lose every single time they are out there without Gunther. It was even more magnified that they didn't have Gunther out there. At least with Gunther, he's out there providing some sort of distraction or a means to a win. 
Tonight, they did nothing, and they looked like two fucking geeks. Imagine the Street Profits and Imperium going three minutes, given three minutes tonight. Unbelievable. Ludwig Kaiser and Montez Ford started the match. Kaiser got the best of it for a little bit. Vinci had a frog splash on both Profits to the outside, which looked great. Vinci is incredible. Kaiser worked over Ford for a little bit. How much working over Ford could he do in three minutes? Ford eventually came back, back suplex, hot tag to Angelo Dawkins. He took out Vinci, frog splash by Montez Ford, and that was it. That was it. One, two, three, and the Street Profits win. It's pathetic. Imperium should be racking up wins, not losses. Now, I get why they lost, because they're moving to Raw, and they got to do the deed. They got to put the team over Street Profits, who are staying on SmackDown. Great. Let's start getting Imperium with some fucking wins. They are a viable tag team. They may be the best, like I said, pound for pound tag team in the entire company. Cody Rhodes. He's out there, and my goodness, man, this guy got a hero's welcome. You listen to this reaction tonight from Cody Rhodes, and you would think that WWE made this guy the world champion. No. They didn't. You listen to this reaction, man, and you wonder, and I still stick to my guns. I think Roman Reigns should have won. I think Cody Rhodes getting it on the first try would have been a mistake. But I said there are things that WWE has done to really make you second guess if that decision was correct. It's not my fault. It's not Triple H's fault. This is a Vince McMahon thing. Vince McMahon's not in the weeds. Triple H is in the weeds. Vince McMahon's booking at a higher level meaning Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. You would think with the reaction tonight that they should have made him world champion. I didn't ask for Vince McMahon McMahon to blow shit up. I didn't ask for him to skimp on the story and make it nonsensical, stupid, with no explanation. But that's what we're getting. Cody came out there. They were fucking singing the whole song, man. They did the twice that's the new thing now Cody's in the ring and he asked Puerto Rico what they want to talk about in Spanish so he said the beast is the most decorated athlete in all of combat sports Cowboy, coward, he said. There are a lot of names I could attach to my opponent for tomorrow. He said, gatekeeper comes to mind. He said his old coach, Double A, Arn Anderson, used to tell him that when you're really ready to become a top star, you have to reach for the kingdom or you've reached the kingdom. He said, Lesnar is standing in his way, looming over the gates to the kingdom. Like Vince McMahon is looming over creative, like a dark cloud that covers Hyrule Castle. Said, Lesnar is standing in the way, looming over the gate to the kingdom. He said, if you wrestle for WWE, you can make a good living and never have to fight Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar picked a fight with me. He picked a fight with Cody, folks. Do you think we got an explanation as to why Brock Lesnar picked a fight with him? This has been built since the Monday following WrestleMania. That was what? April 3rd? 
April 3rd was the Raw after Mania. Or April 4th, one of those days. The first Monday of April. It is now May 5th, 2023. It is Friday, May 5th, 2023. We went more than a month with this storyline on our television. And Brock says nothing about why he attacked Cody Rhodes. And Cody is on this show one day before the match saying, Brock Lesnar picked a fight with me. No explanation. For over a month, not one fucking peep, not a word out of Brock Lesnar's mouth. But let this one slide. It's Brock and Cody. Brock doesn't need an explanation. Brock could do whatever the fuck he wants. False. False. Everything that you do needs an explanation. Everything. You might not think so, but you are an idiot. It needs an explanation. And I wouldn't be complaining about it on a weekly basis if we got some sort of fucking explanation. Now, Cody did say he has yet to explain Brock. Brock has yet to explain to him why. But maybe he'll provide that information tomorrow when he beats it out of him. I doubt it. He said in the video that just aired, we saw a whole fucking clip of the beatdown and all of the story so far. He said in the video that just aired, he actually said he was afraid of Lesnar. And Vince McMahon is afraid of logic. You guys have something in common. It's still true here and now. Everybody should be afraid of Brock Lesnar. He said because backlash is tomorrow, he doesn't have time to be afraid. Clearly, they didn't have time to tell a fucking story either. He said tomorrow he brings the pain because it'll be a fair fight. No, it won't. It's not going to be a fair fight. Cody's going to be fucking mangled for about 95% of this thing. Hit a fucking disaster kick and a Cody cutter. Kick out. Cody cutter. Kick out. Cody cutter. Kick out. Crossroads. Kick out. Crossroads. Kick out. You know what's coming. Everybody should be afraid of Brock Lesnar. Said backlash tomorrow. He doesn't have time to be afraid. He said tomorrow he brings the pain because it'll be a fair fight. He said this island of charm will be etched in his heart as this will be where he got back on the road to finishing the story and claiming my kingdom. It's funny that he says on the road to finishing his story. Cody's on Raw. Cody is more than likely going to be a part of that tournament on Monday Night Raw where he battles others for the right to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship. So what WWE did here is basically give you a potential for one or two things happening here. Cody's going to be in the finals of this thing and lose. Or he's not going to make the finals and it's going to Seth Rollins. So realistically, we could honestly see at the end of Raw, Cody versus Seth Rollins for the right to go on to Night of Champions and wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship. But being that it's not exclusive to Monday Night Raw and there can't be two Raw stars wrestling for the World Heavyweight Championship, it cannot be Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes at Night of Champions. It's going to be either Seth or Cody at Night of Champions. And if I had to choose one, it would be Seth Rollins. So how does Cody lose? Do you make him lose via a triple threat and he doesn't get pinned? 
Does Brock Lesnar continue the feud with Cody Rhodes coming out of backlash going into the next show? Brock Lesnar is going to need an opponent for Night of Champions. Right? You're not going to leave Brock Lesnar off of Night of Champions. You're not going to leave Cody Rhodes off of Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. Do they have another match and end it there? That's what I want to know. This could go multiple ways. Does Cody lose tomorrow night? Does Brock Lesnar lose and then seek revenge on Cody Rhodes where they get a rematch out of that? Does he beat Brock twice? Why would they wrestle a one-on-one match with no title on the line on a show that's Night of Champions where all titles are on the line? I am so fucking confused. I really am. Maybe I should take a step back and not overanalyze everything, says the geek in the comment section. But these are legitimate questions. I'm just bringing these questions and raising these questions to you. Right? Because please tell me, I know you guys are thinking the same thing. You can't have Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes in the main event of Night of Champions fighting for the world title. It's going to be one or the other. And it should be Seth. Unless Cody gets traded to SmackDown. I don't know. Maybe he requests to trade after he beats Brock. I, I don't fucking know. I don't know. But more than likely, we're seeing Cody versus Brock too. You think Vince is going to end this? No, and Vince will take this all the way till SummerSlam. Kayla Braxton interviewed Shinsuke Nakamura backstage. She asked if he had any thoughts on carrying Cross. And Nakamura said, Come on! And that was it. Matt Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. They were backstage. Riddle says, There's more family drama in the bloodline than there is on that show, Succession. I never watched one episode. I was told I should, but I have not. He said he has a lot on his mind, and they have the bloodline right where they want him. He says they have each other's backs, and they just need to finish business at Backlash. He asked Sammy and KO if he's saying too much. Sammy says he's got nothing left to say. But what he said makes sense. Riddle was happy that they appear to be on the same page. Earlier in the show, we got the Usos. This is Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, and Jay Uso. And Solo was there wrapping his wrists, wrapping his thumb in the Samoan spike. When the Usos came in, they were all full of hype and energy. They said they were there to handle business before the big six-man tag team match tomorrow night at Backlash. Solo, no emotion as usual. So Jay got stern with Solo and got in his face angry and asked Solo if he heard them. Did you hear us? Solo said, yeah, I heard you. Tomorrow, I'm going to do my part. And you two, as he's wrapping his thumb in the white tape and getting the Samoan spike ready, he's wrapping his thumb. He says, I'm going to do my part. Tomorrow, you better do yours. So I don't know what's going on there, man. We may see Solo turn on uh, his brothers, for all we know. See what happens. Solo left. Jimmy looked at Jay and says, you just had to say something to him, didn't you? Jay is a hothead, man. What can I say? Shinsuke Nakamura 
versus Karrion Cross with Scarlet. This was actually pretty decent, man. Crowd was big time into this. I know you guys are not a big fan of Karrion Cross. You're not high on Cross. This I think this was one of Cross's best efforts since being back in WWE. Now, it went less than 10. It went about eight minutes or so. And this was fine for what it was. I thought this was the best match of the entire night, to be quite honest with you. Crowd was into it. And Nakamura got a big-time reaction in Puerto Rico. He got the superstar entrance. He just he just looks like a star when he's out there. They got the, the music playing. Everybody's singing along. So hopefully on Monday Night Raw, they treat him well. I really hope so. He may be in title contention for that World's Heavyweight Championship as well. So Nakamura was in control early. The action kind of spilled to the outside early. Cross clothesline, Nakamura stiff. Cross ran Nakamura into the ring post. We go to a small commercial break. Cross was uh, basically in control here with Nakamura, kind of toying with him. Cross said Nakamura was the king of trash. Trash talking. Nakamura responded with some knees to the face. Nakamura landed in Inzuguri. He placed Cross on the top turnbuckle, hit that big running knee to the midsection. He goes for a cover. He gets a two count off of that. Scarlett tried to get on the apron and distract Nakamura, which is probably a very easy thing for her to do. Who's not going to be distracted by Scarlett? Uh, Cross suplexed Nakamura for a two count. Cross went for a cross jacket. Nakamura countered into an armbar. Cross fought out of it. Nakamura worked a guillotine. Cross worked out of that. Hit a, a big time lariat. Turned Nakamura inside out. Cross landed a knee to Nakamura's chest. He then gave him another suplex for a two count. And he took off his elbow pad. He was going for the big cross hammer. And Nakamura counted with a knee. And then that was enough to stun the big man and hit the Kinshasa for the one, two, three. And that was it. That was it. Cross loses. He's staying on SmackDown. Nakamura's going over to Raw. Nakamura just came back. So they had to give him the win. You can't have him lose. And I hope that WWE does uh, Cross some justice, man. I really, really hope that Cross has a, a nice role on the show. Maybe a United States Championship, something. I really wa- I re- would really like to see him get a bigger priority on the show. Oh, my goodness. We got a $100 bomb from Rage earlier. And we just got another one from James Marvel. Rage says this, because I wanted to read hers first. She says, F DraftKings, it's not legal in Georgia. And Omos will squash Seth Rollins and Cody isn't over. I I think Rage Rage is drunk, right? Rage has got to be drunk. And then James Marvel... Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Um, I would love to uh, read this in a second, but apparently YouTube is being lame. Uh, He says, finally able to give you this for helping me last year when my dad died and had a car accident the day after I first saw you on TikTok and you made me laugh when I didn't want to. Thank you, JD and OTS for life. God bless you. James, I'm going to give you another round of applause, brother. That means... That 
means uh, that means a lot to me, James. That's uh, that's basically the the basis of what I do here, man. I, I that, that I live for that shit. I, I really do, man. It, that 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 to me means more than the one hundred dollar super chat. It really does. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I get messages like that that I help you guys through deaths in the family, depression, a breakup, a sickness, something. Uh, you know, you you losing a pet or a job. I mean, it, it is it is so unbelievably heartwarming that I that uh, me, you know, doing this, you know, projecting my love for professional wrestling to you guys and we share in this this thing that we call the podcast and and off the script and pro wrestling we all share in this and and that is what you guys use to rebound from something like that. James, I I am incredibly sorry about the loss of your father. Um if anything has come from TikTok from me being over there, I haven't really posted over there in a couple of weeks. Um, I don't know what the algorithm is over there anymore. Uh, it was doing good, but now it's not. But um, if anything came from TikTok, man, and my time over on TikTok so far, uh, that's number one for sure, man. I appreciate you very much, and thank you for being a part of the family. OTS for life, man. It's just not a saying. Uh, those who say it, they fucking mean it, man. So thank you very much, James. And hopefully this is not the last we see of you inside the venue, brother. So Nakamura wins. He's going over to Monday Night Raw. I would really like Cross to be a little bit more of a uh, priority on SmackDown. Maybe a United States title. Who knows? Um, I, I said maybe Cross moving over to Monday Night Raw to be in that world title hunt would be good for him. But clearly WWE thought differently. Maybe he's one of the six guys that will be competing in those triple threat matches come next week. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe he's in the finals. Maybe it's Cross versus Rollins in the finals. We, we don't know. So we will see what happens there with Mr. Karrion Cross. Another guy who needs some wins. We got Cameron Grimes on the show. Cameron Grimes, some NXT representation on the show tonight. They even showed clips of all the NXT draft picks. With sound bites from some of them. Look at that. I wonder who made that executive decision. It's a great thing to see. So, uh, Adam Pierce welcomed Cameron Grimes to the moon. I love Cameron Grimes, man. He's great. He thanked Adam Pierce for letting him show the world what he's all about. All of a sudden, boring Corbin walked in. And since Grimes was the last pick in the draft, so he's probably proud. Grimes, said Corbin, is saying he was the last pick as if it's worse than not being picked at all. Corbin said neither brand could agree who wanted him more, so he ended up as a free agent. Corbin said the last pick is called Mr. Irrelevant, just like his career. Grimes then said, oh, yeah? Let's see how you do next week as he challenged Baron Corbin to a match next week in his debut on the main roster on SmackDown. So Adam Pearce says he likes that idea. So Cameron Grimes is wrestling Baron Corbin next week on, on SmackDown. So one of two things here. One, they had similar gimmicks. So I find it funny that they are being paired together now as opponents on SmackDown. I hope it doesn't lead to a major feud between the two. Uh, I would not like that at all. And, man, has Baron Corbin been placed as the guy to help get others over? He is the loser who's a free agent who now has to 
bolster the NXT talent as they move up the ladder past him. You can see the type of spot that WWE has deemed Baron Corbin. It's crazy. Looking forward to Cameron Grimes, man. Looking forward to Grayson Waller. If there's one thing I'm looking forward to on Friday nights, man, it is LA Knight, Grayson Waller, Cameron Grimes, Austin Theory. I mean, they got a nice, a nice group of youth on that show, man. That's the shit I'm excited about. It's going to be a great, that United States title scene is going to be very, very good. That's what I'm looking forward to most. So we got the main event here. I mean, this was more of the same, really nothing uh, all too crazy. This was basically for the Puerto Rico crowd uh, to get everybody's appetite wet before backlash tomorrow night. Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega versus Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley in a mixed tag team match. This was fun. More of the same, though. And it was just a main event, like I said, to get the people in Puerto Rico to go home happy. That's all it was. So Zelina Vega's challenging Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship tomorrow night at Backlash. Uh, she's not going to win. And I doubt the match is anything but a, you know, here you go, Zelina. This is something for you as a thank you to wrestle in Puerto Rico. That's all it is. I doubt it's going to be a good match. It's going to be something that pops the crowd because of hometown representation. That's all it is. But I appreciate WWE trying to get us to believe that Zelina Vega is actually going to pull it off. She won't. There's no reason, absolutely zero chance that Rhea Ripley loses that championship this soon into her reign. So Vega, she got some offense on Rhea Ripley, and it worked a little bit, I guess. I mean, Zelina Vega, man, it is very difficult for me to sit here and tell you Zelina Vega is good at what she does. She's a better valet than she is a wrestler. The only move I ever see her do is a Luthez press and a fucking Huron Karana. That's it. There's no scientific aspect to Zelina Vega's wrestling ability at all. And you want me to sit there and believe she's going to come back and beat Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's title. Never going to happen. With what? A her and Karana? No. It's all she did even when she was with Andrade. Always. Every single time. A her and Karana off the apron. It's all she did. So... Vega and Ripley, they they were in there. They started the match. Vega slapped uh, Rhea Ripley pretty decently there. Uh, Zelina was in control, tagged in Ray, which means the guys have to come in. Dominic came in, worked over his dad until uh, Ray started coming back against Dom. Ray tagged in Vega. In comes Rhea Ripley. Ray set up Dom for a 619, and Vega was going to finish it off, but Ripley cut off Vega, and she rolled to the outside to evade Rhea Ripley. So Ripley was in control over Vega. Vega went for a hot tag. Dominic pulled Ray off the apron. Ripley threw Vega into the mat and stared down at Ray. Ripley ran at Vega in the corner. Vega moved out of the way. Ripley hit the post shoulder first as a result. And then Ray Mysterio got a hot tag from Zelina Vega. Big cross body on Dominic. Ray was on Dom's shoulders and Dom ran Ray's head into the top turnbuckle. Ray set up Dominic for the 619, but Rhea Ripley stopped Ray. Vega took down Ripley. Ray went to the top. Dom cut him off. And then he tries to go for the three amigos. And as usual, WWE had Ray counter on the third suplex. He did not finish the three amigos. So that was the end of the match, actually. Ray counted the third suplex of the three amigos into a flash roll-up pin for the one, two, three. And he beats his son for a second time. And that's the way the match ended. After the match, Judgment Day attacked Rey Mysterio. And the beatdown is happening. Rey was outnumbered. 
Balor and Dominic attacked. Damian Priest then joined in the beatdown. Fans booed. Bad Bunny came out. Fans erupted. He came out with his kendo stick and Legato Del Fantasma backing him up. Legato beat up Balor and Dom as Priest stared down Bad Bunny. Bunny entered the ring and wound up with the kendo stick. Dominic charged. Bunny hit him with the stick. Priest retreated. Bad Bunny's music played. LWO backed him in the ring. And that was the end of the show. Bad Bunny put on an LWO shirt to uh, sign off and say goodnight. It was a decent close to the show. Uh, Hot close. They sent Bad Bunny out there to get everybody excited. Again, whet everybody's appetite for the match tomorrow with Damian Priest, which will be a no-DQ street fight. And I said this on Twitter, man. I don't know what the main event is going to be tomorrow night, but I would say with the way things are looking right now in Puerto Rico and the way that Damian Priest and Bad Bunny has gotten most of the media's attention, it would be foolish for WWE to not close the show with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. First of all, Damian Priest deserves it. Second of all, Bad Bunny's the hottest musical uh, you know, performer in the entire world on the planet. He's the number one fucking selling artist on the planet. So I don't know why WWE would put him in any spot on the show and not the main event. I don't really understand that. The way I see it, we get Cody and Brock to open the show and we get Cody uh, maybe losing if that's the case. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. WWE could uh, go uh, two different ways with that one. Uh, maybe we get Brock and Cody opening the show and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest closing the show. I mean, they deserve it. Th- this country deserves it. It's fucking crazy. It- it's it's got to be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest closing the show. There's no there's no way around it. WWE would be making a, a big mistake having that match go on anything but last. So we will see what happens there for Backlash. But that is all I got for you guys, man. That was the review tonight. Uh, thank you guys so very much for joining me. Tonight on this SmackDown review for Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 2023. Uh, please follow me on social media, at JD from MY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go out and hit that thumbs up as well. We got 864 likes. I would love if we get as close to uh, 1,000 as possible. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Memberships are open. Get them on in as well. And go check out all the other content on the channel, man. Plenty of content with more coming this weekend. I will have extras. I will be live for Backlash tomorrow night. It's going to be a busy, busy weekend as usual, man. So make sure you guys keep it right here on the podcast. Once again, tonight sponsored by DraftKings. Let's hit it to DraftKings one more time, bro. And then we get into the Super Chats and get the hell out of here. Once again, tonight's show sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast is brought to you by my great friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The playoffs are in full swing and teams are fighting to get into the next round as they pursue basketball glory. Today's video sponsor, DraftKings, is bringing the high-stakes action to all new customers. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new customers $150 in bonus bets if their pregame money line wager of $5 hits. I know you guys heard me correct, man. New customers bet just $5 on any pregame money line wager, and new customers will receive. 
$150 in bonus bets if their bets hit. Now, you're probably wondering, what could you spend that $150 in bets on? You could try DraftKings Same Game Parlays, where you can combine multiple bets from the same game into one big bet for a shot at even a bigger payout. If mobile sports betting is not available in your state, don't worry, because you guys can still get in on the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, where they offer cash prize contests for nearly every sport. Once again, guys, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And new customers use promo code JD from NY. Bet $5 on any pregame money line wager and get $150 in bonus bets if your bet hits. That's promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you guys once again for helping me get the message out. DraftKings, the exclusive partner right now of Off the Scripts. Get into these Super Chats, man. We're going to start at the top. You guys have been incredible with the Super Chat love lately. Let's get into the Super Chats. And Joseph Taylor with a $7 Super Chat. Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in the street fight will steal the show tomorrow. Joseph, it's funny you said that. Jesse legitimately said that to me right before I went live on the air tonight. Very good chance that they could steal the show tomorrow night. No question. Akachira with 20 months in the OTS venue. It took the entire bloodline to stop Brock at SummerSlam. How are we supposed to believe Cody can do this alone? Would Roman look weak if this happens? Uh, Akachi, listen, I'm going to have to tell you to stop being logical, bro. I'm going to have to tell you to stop being logical and just enjoy the show for what it is. A fucking clusterfuck of a mess, courtesy of Vince McMahon. Hiru with a $5 Super Chat. As much as I want EO to win tomorrow, I don't see it happening because Bianca is close to the record and SmackDown is in her hometown next week. I don't see uh, EO winning tomorrow either, though I think she should. Tony Brown with a $4.99. Scarlett's got some serious meat. Bro, Scarlett's got more than meat, bro. Oh, my goodness. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Thinks Solo turns on the Usos tomorrow night. There's a possibility. Uh, I would not put stock in that. Roman Reigns is going to be on the show next week. So uh, whatever happens with the Usos, he will deal with them personally. Ali with a nine-month membership in the venue. Ali, what the fuck are you drinking, Ali? Hey, JD, I just want to say... Me being a part of your OTS family for nine months, it's an honor because you always make my day better, and I do really mean 100% OTS for life. Thank you, Ali. Appreciate you, brother. A 499 Super Chat from N. Thank you, N. They hyped the draft only to go back on the brand split rules. Why does SmackDown need to be involved with a Raw title? They have Roman with two titles. I don't know, man. I mean, I got across what I wanted to get across. Uh, I I don't think that I'm wrong in my opening statements to tonight's show. It is what it is. 
Uh, Eugene Morgan with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? The Hardy Compound match on Rampage tonight was straight comedy. I watched. I watched. Well, because I didn't tweet about it doesn't mean I didn't watch. It was silly and stupid and downright hilarious, and I liked it. The Puerto Rico crowd was awesome tonight. I thought the uh, deletion match, the firm deletion, was entertaining. It was about the only thing entertaining with Rampage. And Puerto Rico was awesome tonight, man. The crowd was awesome. Tootie Fruity with a 199. That Puerto Rico crowd was amazing. Yes, it was. They're going to be even louder tomorrow. Funny Rob Baby with a one month in the venue. My Impact live stream and Jesse's post show last night was awesome. I've fallen back in love with Impact. I'm going live every Thursday for Impact. Well, it's good for you, Rob. I, on the other hand, will not be. I'll leave that to Jesse. William Sweeney with a 199. JD equals just devastating to senseless writing. Should put that on a t-shirt, man. I can't stand senseless writing. I can't. I can't stand being treated like a fucking geek. I need things to make sense. I don't want to have to come on here and start asking a fucking boatload of questions, man. Why? Why? It's the most important thing in anything you do. Why? Why is this being done? Why is this happening? I can't answer the simple question of why. Matt, the PW fan, thank you again for the 100 bomb, brother. Appreciate you, man. Tutti Fruity with a 499. Why are they having a Raw tournament on SmackDown? That defeats the purpose of the draft. Yes. Yes, the Raw title will be conducted. The Raw title will be fought over on SmackDown. Yes. ER Sane with a $2 super chat. Vince has Triple H looking like a geek in the public eye. Yes, he does. That's his whole fucking purpose. That's the meaning to Vince's life right now. How do I make my son-in-law look like a fucking geek? Oh, my goodness. We got a $2.20 super chat by Peter Gaymore. My guy, Peter Gaymore, in the chat. He says, Omas, baby. If Omas not win world title, then what are we doing? I don't know, Peter Gaymore. Uh, we may get Omas versus Roman Reigns at Night of Champions. Keep an eye out for that, man. Doughboy Games with a 499. Should be a good show in the OTS venue tonight, but JD, my O's had to put a whooping on the Braves. Go O's. Uh, bro, I don't know who in life is an Orioles fan, but you people are sad. Just throwing that out there. Like, who, who legitimately cheers for the Baltimore Orioles, man? Oh, my fucking goodness. Imagine going through life being an Orioles fan. Uh, and the Braves can't win at... Uh, at home. I don't know what the fucking problem is. They can't win at home. I, I, it's like a worldwide mystery. 
Raging Girl Gamer with a $100 super chat. Rage, we love you. Thank you again. Uh, buddy, buddy, I'm sorry, bro. I had to say it. I had to say it, man. Don't worry. When I see, I'll buy you a beer, man, to make it up to you. Um, Ricardo with a 33 months. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Ricardo Little. Happy Cinco de Mayo to our tribal chief of the IWC. JD got two questions. Is Cameron Grimes' Baron Corbin a bad omen? And number two, where's my ice, Jesse? Jesse, I asked you to fill the fucking ice bins, bro. I mean, look at this. Look at this place, bro. What, what am I working out of here? How do we have ice in this beautiful fucking place, bro? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tay the Savior with a $5 super chat. I want to see Seth versus AJ in the finals, but after what we saw on Monday, we could see Seth versus Solo. It's a possibility. I think we see uh, it, it actually end up being Seth versus Solo. I think that will be the one thing that WWE will go out there and do because Roman can't hold any more titles. But then the question is, you know, if SmackDown is able to be in this tournament, then why wouldn't Roman Reigns want to be in this tournament? Another logic gap. You got SmackDown representation there, but Roman Reigns can't be in the fucking tournament. Interesting. What makes him unqualified? What disqualifies him from being in this tournament? I don't know. So he may send Solo Sokoa in there, being that he can't be in the tournament. Thank you, Ricardo. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, bad omen for Cameron Grimes? It could be, man. Could be. Thank you uh, with Tay. I appreciate you as well. Um... Thank you, guys. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Ice Cold Steve with a $5 Super Chat. WWE can't short-term book, let alone long-term book. Vince just makes it up as he goes, and screw you if you question it. Why even watch the shows? It's a good question, bro. I don't know. Another super chat by Peter Gay. More. Omos is the guy to beat Roman. I think Peter Gay Moore is drunk with rage. Peter Gay Moore may actually be rage. Trolling me. Uh, Donzel, I am not reviewing Impact. I am not reviewing Impact. No way. Uh, Heavy Chevy with a new membership. Heavy, thank you for joining the VIP club, brother. What the fuck are you drinking? Edward Liu with a $4.99. Would Vince be convincing enough to the fans to have SmackDown star win the world title and leave Raw with no champion? Thanks, JD, for the truth. Oh, conniving, not convincing. Would Vince be conniving enough? Yes, yes, he would. Yes, he would. Red Storm Pro with a $5 Super Chat. How to put my dog down today. And it's been devastating. Thank you, JD, for providing a way to help cope with the loss. Never forget, RIP Spikey. 
Uh, Red Storm, I'm sorry to hear that, brother. There's one thing that I value most in life. It is my fur babies. I hate that, man. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Ice Cold Steve with a $2 Super Chat. Vincent, J- Vincent WWE are going to give JD an aneurysm. Cheers, bro. Nah, man. That was uh, that rant in the beginning was nothing compared to the Raw After Mania rant. Tay-Tay with a $5 Super Chat. Best case scenario, EOS guy wins, gets transferred to Raw while Rhea retains and gets transferred back to SmackDown. Yes. But do you see her leaving Judgment Day? That's the question. That's the big million-dollar question. Eric Newton with a $5 Super Chat. Great job on the Summer Scam 2023 shirts. Just ordered mine the other day and liked the SummerSlam logo design. Yeah, guys, if you guys want your Summer Scam, it is now available on Bonfire, man. Go get it. Link is in the description under the merchandise section. Summer Scam early this year, man. Now available on bonfire.com. Go get yours today. Heisenberg with a 279. You think Vince will give the World Heavyweight Championship to Roman? No. I mean, that that can't possibly happen. Tay-Tay with a $10 super chat. The fact we have Bianca on SmackDown as Raw Women's Champion, Rhea on Raw as SmackDown Women's Champion, and Alba and Isla on SmackDown as NXT Women's Tag Team Champions is also stupid. Again, all three decisions, Tay-Tay, were Vince McMahon decisions. He didn't give a fuck that they were tag team champions down there. He didn't give a shit Indy Hartwell was the NXT Women's Champion. He looked at all of them legitimately. He looked at all of them and said, how long have these women been here with us? Let's get them up here. Otherwise, what are we doing? We're just spinning our wheels and wasting money. Triple H would have never, never called up a champion without them finishing the job first in NXT. Never. Never. Man, that's a great tune there, bro. That, 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 that tune is a, is a great song. Tombstone by Andy James. Uh, Eric Newton, thank you so much, brother. Heisenberg, thank you. Tay-Tay, thank you. Mike NY with the 12 months. SmackDown guys getting a chance at the world title makes Roman's run more meaningless at the moment. Yes. So, I want you guys to understand this. There's going to be SmackDown guys wrestling for a chance to wrestle for the Raw title, and nobody's mentioned, nobody's going after Roman. So who's going after Roman? Who's Roman going to wrestle at Night of Champions? There's nobody set up. There's nobody set up. It's going to be Omas. I'm telling you, it's going to be Omas. There's no other choice but Omas. Peter Gaymore. We need an Omas world order. No. Tay-Tay with a $5 super chat. Which one would you prefer? The Latino World Order, the New World Order, or the Von Wagner World Order? I'm going with the VWO, bro. I'm going with Von Wagner World Order. 
put the lotion in the baskets, Von Wagner. For Zit. Thank you for the 199, brother. Carrion's entrance is a masterpiece. I love it. I love it. ER Sane with a $2 super chat. On God. Roman is the embodiment of privilege. I think you mean, oh God. Oh God, Roman is the embodiment of privilege. Yes. Kim Jong-un with a 550 super chat. The Democratic People's Republic of Korea supports Omas. It's nice to know. Omas has fans worldwide, I guess. Even in China. Tay-Tay with a $10 super chat. The fact that Vince gave us Omas Rollins and Lesnar Rhodes a backlash and we have no explanation is stupid. Get Vince the fuck out. ASAP. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. Could this lead to Cody switching to SmackDown? It could definitely lead to that, brother. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but we will see. James Marvel again. Thank you for the 100 bomb, brother. I appreciate you. And once again, I am sorry about your father, bro. Thoughts and prayers and love to you, man. J-Ray with a $5 super chat. AEW's fan base is absolutely incredible. 60,000 seats for Wembley and still counting. I think we're up to 65,000 right now, bro. I'm glad I got mine. See you and Jesse at Wembley. Can't wait. Oh, Korea, whatever. Korea, whatever. Fuck them. China, Korea, fuck them. Uh, Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. Any plans for an OTS all-in shirt? Maybe. I may have to do that. Kim Jong-un loves OTS. It's a new one. Uh, we got uh, $2 super chat. Uh, Jay, thank you so much, brother. Maybe an all-in shirt. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see what we could do. Uh, arrangements. Arrangements. I'm not even going to take a stab at your first uh, your first name there, bro. Uh Key old, key old arrangements. 499 Super Chat. Do you see Seth Rollins versus Solo Sokoa being in the finals for the title at Night of Champions? I think it was teased on Raw this past Monday. It's a possibility. It's absolutely a possibility. We'll see what happens. You know, that, that match ended in a DQ, so they could they, they could probably go and revisit that again if they wanted. Uh, Najee with a seven months, seven months. Yeah. What are you drinking? Word is six man tag opening backlash. Thank God we didn't see them, but can I get a. She. Thank you, Najee. Mr. James or M. James with uh, with an $11 super chat. Rollins has got to win the big gold belt. I'd be okay with Drew winning, but it would still feel like they're screwing over Seth once again. Also, 
Do you think they'll call the winner the first ever holder? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Hollywood Eric with a one month. Thank you, Hollywood Eric. Hey, JD, thanks for your rants and reviews. I watch every day. One month membership in the OTS venue. So proud to be here. Happy to have you here, Eric. Peter Gaymore with a 220. I love you, JD, but I love Omos more. I'm sorry. Listen, Peter. Uh, listen, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna be here and donate money, bro, you could love as uh, much as you want on Omos. Yes, you guys are getting ads randomly, bro. It's YouTube's automated system, man. Star Shadow with a five dollar super chat. My head logic is that since Roman isn't gonna show up for a minute. WWE has decided to open this tournament up to SmackDown just this once. Ah, uh, Star, I'm not going to make excuses, bro. It should not be uh, a SmackDown thing. It should be a Raw exclusive thing. Thank you for the five, brother. That was your first. I appreciate you. King Kong with a new membership. Holy shit, we got King Kong and Kim Jong-un in the chat. It's amazing. Thank you, King Kong. What the fuck are you drinking, man? Hollywood Eric with a $5 super chat. I think the reason Jesse forgot to fill the ice uh, is because he knows Goldberg is coming to AW in London while he is there. Yeah, I think he's afraid. He's got Goldberg on the mind 24-7, man. Macho Maniac with a $2 super chat. Could a version of Doink's gimmick work today? No. Absolutely not. Doink was great. I love Doink. Matt Bourne, uh, Matt Osborne, I, I think it was, right? Uh, he was fucking all, he was unbelievable. So good. Peter Gaymore with a 220. Omos needs to finish his story. Yes, Peter, we get it, bro. We get it. You love Omos, okay? Matt Fugitive with a $5 super chat. While wrestling is scripted, so are your favorite TV shows. And when an episode bombs, everyone blames the showrunners. JD is not overreacting. Matt, comment of the night, brother. Comment of the evening from Matt Fugitive with a $5 super chat. Billy Sizane, $2 super chat. 60K all in. Yep. Up to 65, I believe. E Murder, 99 with a $5 super chat. JD, man. Vince should be in court and in jail because creative team is laughing at him and Triple H should be in charge 100% in charge and Vince in jail. Yes. Whatever you said, yes. Absolutely. Israel, 23 months. He leaves me a prayer emoji. Thank you, Israel. Thank you for being here for 23 months, man. You are one month away from a golden microphone. Jay Ray with a $5 super chat. Nothing competes against the NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL playoffs. So everyone in the IWC so concerned with AEW's ratings, they'll just be fine. Yes. People are making ratings out to be a big deal, bro. They just sold 65,000 fucking tickets. They ain't going anywhere. And Robert Grimsley with a $2 super chat. Do you see Trish taking the title off of Rhea or Bianca? No. Absolutely not. 
That would be terrible. Mick Swagger with a 20-month super chat. 20 months in the venue. Just recently got married to my queen, Gigi. Keep doing your thing, JD. You're the GOATS. Hashtag OTS for life. Congratulations on your uh, uh, marriage, brother. Happy to hear that, man. Wish you nothing but the best there. Mick Swagger with 20 months in the OTS venue. Anyway, guys, I'm getting out of here, man. Yo, Jesse! Gonna need you to fill the ice bins, bro, and stop worrying about Goldberg. I told you it was gonna be a thing. No need to worry, bro. I'm Nostradamus here. You know what's gonna happen. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. I thought we had a great show. I thought we had a great show tonight. I like this microphone, man. This microphone is a sexy microphone. You know, I got the same microphone as Denise now. Denise has got this same microphone, bro. It's crazy. It sounds like shit when she uses it, but... There you go, man. Anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out with me tonight. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. And we'll be live. We'll be live tomorrow night for Backlash, man. Thank you for making this a great stream. Thank you for the love and support. I love you guys very much. We'll have fun tomorrow night in the venue for Backlash right here on Off The Scripts. I will see you guys tomorrow night live on OTS.